Hello and welcome to this Head Talks podcast. Scarlett Curtis is a writer, podcaster and activist. Her new book, It's Not Okay to Feel Blue and Other Lies, is a collection of writings on mental health from high-profile figures. Scarlett tells us about how she gets through some of her own dark times. They're less frequent now, fortunately, but still affect her life deeply. Despite her own activism on mental health campaigns, she still finds it hard to tell people why she has to change her plans, for instance. Scarlett says she's having to learn not to be afraid of her brain and to trust herself again. She believes social media can be a force for the positive if you choose and create the right environment. I'd say I've been kind of on getting better for the last few years. And, you know, those days when you feel just so depressed you can't get out of bed used to happen to me twice a week. And now they happen, you know, twice a year, which is incredible. But I had a very, um, I had a very bad summer. I just... You know, with me, normally the dark times only last a few days and this one just kept going on and on and on. I kept kind of thinking I was out of it and then going back into it and it was sort of three or four weeks of real struggle. And and it does, it leaves you really questioning yourself. It's like you've been shown this mirror into a part of your brain that you have kind of been trying to ignore and it left me very shaken and scared to know that it, it could come back that quickly. But yeah, with me, it's generally, I get, I get very anxious. I get very, um, con- almost confused, very depressed. I, I normally can't, if it's really bad, I can't like get out of bed or really talk to anyone. Um, I get very agitated, uh, which is tough. I do a lot of stuff now in my regular life that really helps. I do yoga, I do a little bit of meditation, I don't really drink, I try and exercise every day, see my friends, you know, all the stuff you're told to do, eat well, etc. But when I'm actually feeling bad, (laughs) none of that stuff helps. Like, the idea that I could do yoga when I'm in that place is just ridiculous and it would make me so much worse. So actually, when I'm in that moment, I watch TV, listen to audiobooks, I play games on my phone very obsessively. Um, Candy Crush sort of saved me many times. Um, and I just really try and make the time pass and like get through however long it's going to take. I think I've, the one thing I've learned is that to just accept it and wait for it to pass. And when I used to try and fight against it, it would last a lot longer. Um, Whereas now if I just go like, this is happening, it's fine. My mum says this amazing thing to me every time it happens where she says, imagine if you had a broken leg. She said, if you had a broken leg, you would stay in bed, you would ask for help, you would get people to bring you soup, like you'd do that. It's exactly the same as that. She said, you'd cancel your meetings and I always feel so guilty when it it happens and I have to cancel anything. but yeah, that's been a good motto in our house. I talk about this stuff all the time and I still would never tell anyone, you know, actually why I had to cancel something. It's really hard in a work or school situation to open up about that. And yeah, and also I think I never want people to think I'm weak. This time especially, I kept trying to push myself out of it, you know. And now that I do feel out of it, I'm like, I wish I'd just stayed in bed for a month. Like, it was so bad. And, yeah, it's that real shock. I also think someone, something no one talks about, which I have felt for a really long time, is sort of the trauma of your brain deceiving, like, your brain letting you down. 
you know, I, from such a young age, I couldn't trust my brain. And I would have thoughts that weren't real and I would have instincts that were wrong and I would, you know, have so much self-doubt. And I learned to know that that was fake and know to like push through the anxiety, push through the depression, acknowledge that it's not real. But it's very scary. Like most people just trust their instincts. Most people sort of, if they think something, they think it's real. And I feel like I'm constantly afraid of my brain and questioning myself because I don't, I don't know if it's my depression talking or if it's me talking, you know? And that's, a, that's something I, I actually don't know how I'm ever gonna sort of learn to trust myself again because I just haven't for so long. I mean, I, I always say I feel like I've tried everything. Like I, I've tried many, many medications. I've tried many, many therapists. I've tried, you know, art therapy and yoga and massage and all of that stuff. I was very, very lucky that my parents could afford to pay for therapies or get them on insurance or, and um, that was a huge privilege, but that some people don't even have, but something I would say to anyone who's kind of at the beginning of the journey is like, it takes a lot, you know, took me a lot of tries of medication to find one that worked. It took me a lot of therapists to find one that that understood and, and that's is still to this day is such a hard part of it. It's like just knowing how much time and admin it takes to sort of get better and get help. I also think social media can be incredible and I get so much help and support from social media. I only follow people that are like in this space or body positive activists or illustrators that are illustrating about mental health. Or There's so many people out there and in terms of social media, the thing I would say is you can choose who you follow. You know, you can choose what you put out there. You can choose to make, we have this incredible tool at our fingertips where we're able to share stories and read other people's stories and you can choose to make your social media a positive place. Um, and then just in general, I've, I've got this book coming out called It's Not Okay to Feel Blue and Other Lies and it's a collection of essays by a lot of people on what mental health like means to them but the thing that I just always say is like it's okay and it's something I say to myself all the time and I think there can be a lot of pressure out there to be happy or be you know successful or be whatever be in a relationship have friends and actually all I've ever wanted was to be okay I never wanted to be happy I never wanted to be I never even thought that was going to be possible for me, but if I could just get through the day, that was a really good, like, bare minimum. For me, yoga really sort of changed my life, and I would say I felt like it changed the shape of my brain. Like, it was just an amazing tool. There's a really great app called Yoga Glow, because yoga can be very expensive, and also when I was first wanting to try it out, the idea of going to a class, like, with other people was just not possible. There's an amazing app called Happy Not Perfect that my friend Poppy um, has created, which is a sort of, yeah, yeah, it's a like meditation app, but she's just made it so beautiful and it's really a lovely thing. And then I know this sounds cheesy, but like text people, you know, WhatsApp, like have, oops, often I can't talk to people and I, it's sort of, just that tiny bit of support through WhatsApp that makes me 
feel connected to the world. Thanks for listening to this Head Talks podcast. We hope you found it helpful and interesting. You can find many more talks on our website at headtalks.com or listen to our podcasts on all the usual channels.